Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM 95.9. Yep, it's My Money and Me and I'm Sumitra Naidu. Now, we often see people on TV or in the theater and hear them on the radio, um, you know, famous people, celebrities. Now, in the case of our next guest, Jason Goliath, he's best known for his comedy. He's one of our homegrown talents, always making us laugh. But we seldom know the backstory that life... Uh, you know, is not always a laughing matter. Jason, a very good evening to you. Welcome to the show. That is the most somber introduction I've had in a very, very long time. Of course you would say that. Of course you would say that, you know, being the comedian that you are. But thanks so much for your time. I know it's a long day for you. You're on the radio at the crack of dawn. Uh, And that's probably why you're so successful, because you put in the hard work. And this is why we have you on the show. We want to hear about your money journey. Let's start. Let's let's start first with where you grew up and how you got started. So I am a Joburg boy, boy, born and bred, so Ethelpolitan to my to my core. I grew up in uh, the first kind of primary schoolish part of my life in El Dorado Park, which I I still refer to as the the place that I'm from because I still think in terms of all the places I've experienced, it's it's taught me the most and left the the biggest impression on me. Um, And then you know the, the I went to two schools in the West End in high school, and um, you know my my journey kind of kind of started out kind of started out there. But you don't care about all those things. You want to know about the money. <laughs> the money. Have you always had money? I mean, was it easy growing up? So I mean, I've what had, kind of um, family man, I've background? Had, I've had I've had an adventure. Let's, let's call it an adventure with money in terms mm-hmm. of my relationship with money specifically. Mm-hmm. So. I grew up in my teens, if you'd ask me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would have said rich. That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be rich. I was obsessed with, with, with wealth and, and opulence and money. And I think it was also, you know, coming from a, a background where my, my family didn't have money and, mm-hmm. and we definitely weren't kind of that family was in our family. Um, I, I, in my mind, had this, you know, this idea that, that, that money would equal happiness. And my, my late teens, early twenties, it was just this, this obsession. So like, I think a lot of people don't know that I only started in entertainment at the age of 30. Um, because, you know, when I had the choice kind of going into varsity, uh, my mom worked in PR. So I'd had a lot of opportunities to engage with celebrities. Okay. And uh, what I noticed was they all looked like they had money. Like when you're at the function, in the event, they all looked like they had money. Uh, but outside, they were all driving, you know, leaky city golfs and VW Beatles. Um, and it, it, was, it, was, it was all a facade. And for some reason, I sort of believed that it was very difficult. And this is, I'm talking, you know, 2000s, 2002. I just believed that it was it was not possible to be rich and famous. You know, the cliched saying mm. in, in South Africa. And I therefore chose, chose money and spent a lot of my, well, all of my 20s almost just kind of chasing that back and, and trying to make money. I wasn't too concerned about the vehicles that I was using to generate income. I just wanted to make as much money as I, as I could. Um, I started my career in retail and, and very quickly realized that it's a, it's a lifestyle, not a job. And it would take, it would take 30 years before I was, you know, making the type of money that I was so badly craving at the time. Um, I mean, I then left retail and did a, a pleasure of things in, in the, in the sales environment, lots of sales facilitation and training. 
And eventually I got into insurance because, you know, the ad in the paper said an opportunity to earn more money than I'd ever seen in my life. No ways. Um, on, insurance. On well, it didn't say more money than I'd ever seen, but yes, insurance. So, so I sure. spent from, from 2005, um, I started in insurance and, and it took me about eight months before I resigned from the, the, the insurance company that I started working for and started my own little brokerage with a business partner. We started initially as a franchise and grew into our own insurance brokerage. And, and for me, this was this was the answer because the advert did, you know, on target earnings was a crazy amount and the sales pitch was great. And I was going to finally fulfill my dreams and make all of this money. I was going to use all my sales experience. The crazy part was is that I, I worked extremely hard and, you know, for a little bit, I had a very successful brokerage. And then 2008 came. And as a business person, you learn hard lessons in these sessions. It's a, mm. it's a, it's a, it's a difficult time. And the, the major lesson that, that I learned in a recession is that uh, people would much rather pay for their DSTV than their life cover. It's a weird, yeah. it's a weird yeah. conundrum. Mm-hmm. And my, my business went past. It took the you know, 2008 recession, you know, it takes uh, a little while for that to, to kind of impact the pocket of the man on the street. And by 2010, my business went up in spectacular flames, spectacular sure. flames. We made bad decision after bad decision. And although our hearts were in the right places, we just kept making the wrong moves with the wrong people. Um, and, and I had a major multi-million rand liquidation and it was, it was, uh, terrifying. This was 2010. Um, and then I started, I started coming and this weird thing happened. And I know like your show is supposed to be for very clever analytical people, um, that, that speak about tire balances and balance sheets and future values and, and Brent crews in the middle of no, you know, for, for no, for no reason. But the crazy part for me was my relationship with money changed when I realized that I had the sum that, that, that money would equal happiness, you know, so if I, if I was successful, I would, mm-hmm. I would be happy. And I then realized in my, in my 30s that the only thing money is good for is it affords us experiences. And my relationship immediately changed because instead of working for a number, which, you know, my, my theory is, is that numbers are infinite and therefore unsatisfactory because if your target is to make 100 rand and you make 100 rand, uh, you are not satisfied because you now realize if you keep working, you can make yeah. 200 rand. So there's no, there's no threshold. And there's all the cliched things about you kind of leave it here and you leave only with your experiences. And so, so therefore I started going, why am I working for a rand value where I should be working towards a lifestyle? I should be yeah. w- working towards yeah. what I'd like to have, uh, the type of house I'd like to have, the type of car I'd like to drive, the type of places I'd like to be able to afford to visit on holidays. Um, you know, just, just kind of going back to the drawing board of, of, of what the dream of my life would look like. And, and I informed my financial decisions based on my expectations of what experiences I wanted to enjoy. So instead of benchmarking my, my annual targets based solely on a number, those annual targets, you know, the number would be derived by the experiences I wanted to enjoy. Um, and I changed the sum because I realized that, you know, you're a, you're a math person, you're a very clear person, you know that the equal sign goes both ways. So if I said success equals happiness, I made the equation, therefore happiness must equal success. So instead of chasing the money, I chased the happy. And because I made the sum mm. that success equals happiness, happiness therefore equals success. You know, I, I can th- I can see the insurance yeah. salesman in you. I actually I, can. I mean, I can see you. I don't know. You know, painting this problem. equation for somebody and making them understand. And you know, but still. So, at the but end but, of the but day. remember, this equation was post was post insurance. Yeah. So this was the gift that comedy gave me was the realization that I could I could work hard, do something I love, and still make money. 
you also learn hard lessons yeah. about, you know, understanding where your money comes from, whether your money is real or not. And unfortunately, a lot of money that people earn is not real, but it's not communicated and it's not educated. We have such financial literacy problems that even at a basic level, you don't understand that when somebody says, listen, take all of this commission up front, but if the customer lapses the policy within 24 months, we're taking it all back. That's not your money. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's not your money. Mm. You're basically taking a loan with uh, somebody else as the guarantee to pay the premium. And that's, that's never uh, a solid investment. So I started my, my new financial journey after I'd lost everything. And when I say I lost everything, I mean that. I, I lost I lost everything. I got to a space where my, my uncle refers to it as you hit, the, you hit rock bottom and then the bottom rusts out and you fall for more. Like that, that's what it sounds like. Mm. It was this, you know, this, this, this hopeless, hopeless black hole shrouded with personal and business debt. I owned a CC and, uh, you know, as a public, if you know a CC, you know that the partners are jointly and severally liable in the event of a CC collapsing, yeah. especially if you, if you signed an insurance. You know, PTYs offer, uh, you know, a little bit of, a little a little bit bit of protection. protection. Yeah. Um, and especially if you, if you structure them wisely, but I was left in a situation where I owned 30% of the business, um, but my business partner had a family, so he left the country. And uh, if he leaves the country, that means the 30% stakeholder is now 100% liable. So I, at the same time of kind of figuring out the fairy tale of happiness equals success, which is, which is a true thing if you're able to, mm-hmm. to kind of embrace it, I had to be really honest about, you know, getting out of debt. And I think that was the most adventurous part of the journey. Was, and I know, especially through this pandemic, so many people have found themselves in a financial position that, but, never mind they were not prepared for, they could never imagine. You know, those are really, really hard lessons and, and such a turbulent relationship with money. Mm. You know, having lost everything and... and you know, from a really young age, you had this love affair. I mean, that's all you yes. saw. You oh, wanted money. And then to lose all of that. Afropolitans, if you've just joined us, I'm talking to Jason Goliath, our Kaya Breakfast co-host and comedian, well-known comedian, and he's sharing his money journey with us. Jason, I mean, that must have been devastating. I mean, if you loved money that much and before the realization that, you know, this is not it. I mean, that relationship with money must have been... Devastating is an understatement. You know as well as I do that we can't help but have a a kind of emotional relationship with our financial situation. You know that, you know, either at some point in your life or maybe even still right now, you had a situation where if your bank balance was low, so was your mood. Mm -hmm. Your bank balance is up, your mood is suddenly up. So I went from a guy that was, you know, it was my identity money was money was what i what i kind of relied on in this false world of you know growing up in a in a, in a and i think a very weird time in a weird situation in a weird family which 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 all kind of kind of contributed but the the, the beauty part of it is it now is because my relationship with money has changed my my energy around the decision making with with money has changed as well so i've, I've become kind of a, a lot more logical but i understand that money is not my only, not the only currency I've got to kind of account for on a balance sheet. So I first got to understand what my currencies are, where I make my money, how I make my money. Yeah. Um, and, and that kind of, you know, at the moment sets up my, sets up my targets. Um, and, and then I've got to think about kind of the long-term risks of being in entertainment. Because I love the introduction that, you know, the truth is at the moment, I am blessed beyond measure. If you, if you TV, if you radio, if you movies, um, unfortunately enough to play in all these spaces as well yeah. as to, to the, the love of my life, um, stand up, stand up comedy. But I'm also aware that 
in a lot of instances, entertainers should be compared to sportsmen, where you know our knees could go at any time, um, and you know that the taps the taps could be closed. So now I find myself having to make because I, I turned forty in a in, in a week and a half, and I don't know if it's turning forty that makes you go, listen, fifty's around the corner. What do I want to be like financially? <laughs> But I've been I've been doing a, a stock take of my of yeah. my entire life, you know, re re looking the relationship with money, re understanding, you know, what 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 is my money doing? You know, what is it supposed to be doing? Is working as hard as I am? And I think that those are the questions that you know I, I wish I'd been taught earlier. Um, but you know, my parents did the best they could with a, a very aggressive, brave mm-hmm. child who was very reckless. I was incredibly reckless. Now, but I mean, I'm, you know, the. I mean, you talk about the realization came late. You made, you know, you had spectacular failures. Mm. But considering that you made the change, um, you know, not so long ago. I mean, considering that we, you know, we're going through COVID and you are an entertainer. You live from gig to gig and you, you have a different relationship with money. How important was that, that learning, that journey for you going through COVID? So look, going going through COVID, I think that I was I was prepared because of what I went through ten years ago. Yeah, but, you know, I went through a pandemic of my own in terms of my entire world collapsing without me being prepared. There were so many things that went wrong between two thousand and eight and twenty ten. Mm. Every single thing that every kind of pillar that I had holding me uh, up was was either ripped away or collapsed or had eroded. Um, and I think that what that taught me is. For some reason, we're scared of making the hard decisions because we're scared of the short-term impact yeah. instead of looking at the long-term, the long-term benefits. So we we procrastinate, we delay things. Mm-hmm. And, and what my experience has taught me coming in. So people said to me last year, you know, during the 2019, which was, which was a difficult financial year for businesses. I run yeah, a business, yeah. um, and you know, I'm responsible for for a number of miles. And people said to me, "Listen, your business unusually did well. An entertainment business in a mm-hmm. time where budgets are being cut is the first line to be cut. How did your business do?" well. And I said, my business did well because I work even when the sun is shining. Yeah. If you're coming into a recession with I as a business person without momentum, it is, it is infinitely more difficult to be successful. And I think the same applies then to, mm-hmm. to, to a, a, a pandemic like the one we yeah. no. I You know, you've you got you to you keep it moving and use those lessons that you learned when times were good. Absolutely. I mean, Jason, that was uh, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your money journey with us. What an interesting journey. Um, a one full of lessons for everybody. Um, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. Uh, unfortunately, we've run out of time. I know, I know the rules, so I just, I just want to say that I'm, I'm still on my journey, but I, I wake up happy every day because I know where I'm going to make my money. I know how I'm going to make my money. And I think that, that is, that's the main thing that's changed. Is yeah. Although money is a byproduct, I, I may not... I may not worship it like I did before, but I take it more seriously than I ever did. We're so glad you're waking up happy every morning because you're on Kaya FM every morning. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Afropolitans, for listening to the show. I'll be back again next Tuesday at 8 p.m. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.